everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Lighthearted. My name is Anna. And my name is Gracie, and we're two average gals chatting about what it means to grow. How are you growing this week? How am I growing this week? Man, I actually think I'm growing this week by not getting so wrapped up in details of a trip that is coming up soon. I am going to Hawaii in a couple weeks with some friends and I'm super excited about it, but there are a couple nights where I don't have a place to sleep yet. And it's stressing the, it is and it isn't like it stresses me out in moments, but I've decided to just like kind of let it go and know that like, it's going to be okay. And I'm going to be in Hawaii and everything's going to be beautiful. So I'm not actually going to care that much. And so that's been a good practice for me. Wow. That's great. Yeah. But what about you? How are you growing? I'm going to be totally honest and say, I don't think I am. Uh, which is mic drop, mic drop. I actually forgot to take my vitamins this morning for the first time in maybe like two months, which Mm -hmm. pat on the back for me going that long without forgetting because I have a really hard time doing anything on a consistent basis like that. Yeah. But I felt terrible today and I was so surprised that it hit me so hard. So I'll be taking them tomorrow. Well, at least you know they're working. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was the vitamin B because, yeah, I just felt like I got hit by a bus and I was like, this is crazy that this is how my body reacts, but glad to have them. Grateful for doctors that tell me that I'm deficient so that I can fix it. (laughs) Are you still getting the B shots? Not the shots anymore, but I have pills that I have to take, so. Okay. And I've got to go back and get my levels checked soon to make sure that it's actually working up and up yep okay that's good which now i'm like well if i miss one day and i feel that bad like we have a problem so maybe i'll have to talk to my doctor about that right yeah that's a good point all right well before we jump into this week's episode we have a little bit of an update a little housekeeping we are going to for the summer switch to an every other week release schedule so every other monday we'll be coming out with episodes instead of every monday which we feel really good about because we just need a little summer break. Yeah. I mean, we're getting busier post-quarantine and also summer is fun, so we want to capitalize on that. And summer 2020 was canceled pretty much. So, yeah, we got a lot of things going on that were pushed from 2020 to 2021. So, hope you all have a great summer too. All right. So, we have a really important birthday coming up. Bracey is turning 30. In a couple of weeks, it'll be exactly six days after the release of this episode. I'm going to be totally honest and say that I don't feel like it is that big of a deal. Okay. It doesn't feel like a big birthday to you? I mean, like, I guess intellectually I think it is, but it it doesn't feel Mm -hmm. any different to me. I mean, did you feel different on your very birthday? I didn't think I was going to, and then on my actual birthday I did. I think that's a possibility for me, but right now it doesn't feel that much different, especially because I think there's part of me that doesn't really want to make too big of a deal about it because I do know so many people whose 30th birthdays just were a little bit of a bummer because of COVID. And Mm -hmm. so I'm not trying to go ham on my birthday or anything. So it's just another birthday. What do you have planned for your birthday? I always go to the lake on my birthday weekend. So that is what we're doing. That sounds amazing. Is your birthday on Saturday or Sunday? It's on Sunday this year. Well, that's a really fun birthday. Okay, so you're not doing anything completely out of the ordinary for your birthday this year. 
is that for a specific reason or what's your history with birthdays? I feel like this is a pointed question, but (laughs) I do have a history of getting my hopes up and like being somewhat disappointed on my birthday, I think. So I'm just trying to manage my expectations and you know, it's just another birthday. So it'll be fun no matter what we do. It will be. But also what a 30 year old thing to say. I'm just managing my expectations. I love it. I feel like that's a theme for my whole life. Like don't get your hopes up. (laughs) That's a little bit sad, but we'll just laugh through it. It's important Um, to manage your expectations. (laughs) That's true. It is. It's a skill. Yeah. I was one of those turning 30 COVID birthdays and I was definitely disappointed like prior to my birthday because, you know, the year before several of our friends in our friend group are the same age. So we turned 30 in the same year and we were like, oh, we should go on a trip. Like, it'll be so fun. Like, blah, blah, blah. And then obviously that couldn't happen. We were actually planning on doing the same thing with our like close, close friends in Raleigh. We, we had a planned on doing some 30th birthday trips, one or multiple. We weren't sure, but that got, mm-hmm. well, actually we did end up going to the beach for Zach and Seb who are the same month. So that worked out. And then Erica ended up having a birthday party at our house and Zach and Rachel came in for that. So that was great. Yeah. But still having to like change your plans. Like you probably would have done something bigger. Yeah, for sure. If COVID wasn't existing. Yeah. But yeah, I, but I kind of feel like Taylor crushed your birthday. Like I was so impressed with what he put together for you for your 30th. He, he really did. And I had absolutely no idea. I was very emotional. <laughs> like the Enneagram watching all the videos, very emotional and like nostalgic. And like, I just loved it. Yeah, it was very sweet. Taylor reached out to my closest friends and family and asked them to submit a video saying why they appreciate me. And it was very sweet. I had no idea. He was like, Hey, I need you to come sit down over here. And he had the computer out. And I was like, Okay, well, like, do I need to put makeup on? Like, what is this? Am I about to Skype with somebody? And it was really funny because actually, as soon as he pulled it up, my sister Martha called me. And I was like, Is this what it is? Like, is there something involved with Martha? Like, what is going on? Um, and anyway, yeah, so I we sat and watched the videos for Maybe like an hour or something. I think I got to take a break like halfway through because I was <laughs> crying so much. But yeah, it was very sweet. And you'll have that forever that you can always like look back on if you're having a bad day. I feel like it's such a good gift. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. And then after that, we watched 13 Going on 30. Of wow. course. <laughs> Taylor never seen it. I was like, I feel like I have to watch this movie, especially since we can't really go do anything anyway. That's true. Um, And then we got takeout. And yeah, it was, I think it was like the best that it could have been given like all the circumstances, but I definitely still felt pretty bummed out about just at that point. I think too, we'd been in quarantine for like two months with kind of no end in sight. And so I think it was like, that was starting to weigh on me and this like big moment in my life that ended up not feeling how I thought it was going to feel, but you know, whatever. It was good. It's fine. I'm fine. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like that was just an unfortunate situation for so many people to be in. I mean, I had Mm -hmm. several friends turn 30 during that stretch of time and it was hard, 
But now I'm hoping that like maybe 31st birthdays will be a big deal. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Just make it feel really big. I will say that I feel a lot older this year. Really? 31 was bigger than 30 or like more of a change? Yeah. I think it feels like, oh, I'm like in my 30s now. Like I'm in here. I have to say, and this, I guess this is spoilers for what we're going to talk through next, but I'm looking forward to being in my 30s. Okay, tell us why. I just feel like they're going to be so much better than my 20s. Not that my 20s were bad because they weren't, but I like, I think I look at aging as like, I age like a fine wine. It gets better over time. And so, mm-hmm. you know, getting older isn't, is kind of exciting to me and not, you know, bad. Yeah. I I definitely agree to some extent. I feel like I've tried to feel very grateful for every year that I have on this planet because a lot of people don't even make it to 30 or 31. And I do think that in this next decade, like so many big things are going to happen. Yeah. And I feel like your 30s are such a sweet spot of like, you're really coming into yourself, you know what you want, what you like, what you don't want, what you don't like. But also you're like young enough to enjoy everything. There's no like, major physical issues and you only B, of freedom. Only vitamin B deficiencies. I mean, that's we're working thing. on that. We're going to fix it. <laughs> that's fine. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward. That's one of the things I'm looking forward to for the next year is like getting physically healthy again and being young and spry and also old and wise. I love that. Young and spry, old and wise. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I think sometimes if I get in my head too much about it and I think back on what I thought 30 would be when I was younger and had absolutely no idea about anything in the world. I totally thought in high school and maybe even like the beginning of college, I was like, I'll probably get married when I'm 22. And then by the time I'm 24, I'll have two kids. And it just, everything looks a lot different than you think it's going to when you're a teenager. Do you feel sad that your timeline is different than you thought it would be? I am definitely glad that I did not get married when I was 22. I mean, that's so young. I can't even imagine. I would be divorced, I'm sure, probably from whoever I married because I'm such a different person now Mm -hmm. than I was when I was 22. I know so much more about myself. I think there are times when I do feel disappointed. Absolutely. I wonder what it is because I do feel like you tend to have like more concerns about timeline than I feel like I have. Mm-hmm. And I just wonder where that like gets ingrained in us. Cause I, I'm like you. I did think I would be married younger and probably have kids by now, but also I don't feel disappointed that I don't like, I don't feel anything about that. So I just wonder how that ends up happening that some people get like stressed out about time and age. Cause like Seb is very afraid of aging. He does not want to get old. Is it more like the physical aspect of aging that he freaks yeah. out about? Yeah, okay. for sure. He's not looking forward to like, not being able to do things for himself, I think, which I feel like that's so far that There's off. a it's lot like, of years. Yeah. I know. <laughs> so, I don't know. Yeah, I think that growing up or in being in my 20s, I have so many friends that are already married or already have kids. And even though I don't even know if I want to have kids, I... It's just so easy to compare. Be like, oh, why am why am I not there yet? Why haven't I done that? And also, like our society tells us, like success means marriage and children. Yeah, and that it's pretty 
common for people to get married in their 20s, but it's becoming less common as I think, you know, women are in the workforce now and (laughs) not tying their identity so much to being married and being a mom. Like that isn't the only options anymore. I think it's interesting that you brought it back to comparison too, and that would totally line up because I don't necessarily really struggle with that. So that could be a good reason why I'm not super concerned about the timeline. Other than the yeah. fact that my biological clock might run out, but I feel fine. I know that's anything. really stressful too. Sometimes when I think about it, I'm like, oh my God, my uterus is slowly deteriorating. <laughs> it's so annoying that that is even a problem. Hopefully, the like hopefully medicine gets even better and we'll, we won't have to have that concern for much longer. Yeah, definitely. Well, are most of your close friends from like high school, college, are most of them married or not? I'd say it's about 50-50. I have a fair amount of friends that aren't married, and I have a fair amount of friends that are married. Um, I also think that I don't think about it that much. I don't know. I just never think about like, oh, this friend is married and oh, this friend isn't. It's just like, maybe I'm making considerations for their partner if they have one or I'm not. And either way, it's like, whatever. It's just whatever. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I think I definitely struggle with comparison sometimes. And it's when I'm like not in a good place about myself. But there is this one quote that I saw on Instagram one time that I saved my phone that I look at whenever I'm feeling some type of way about my timeline. And it's just about how there's almost 8 billion people on this planet. And we all are not going to do everything at the exact same time in the exact same order. And that that is just perfectly fine. And that usually makes me feel better. Yeah. I will say that in the same vein of comparison, I feel like I don't struggle with comparing myself to others as much as I compare myself to what I thought that I would be doing. Mm. So like Mm -hmm. sometimes my own expectations, here we are again, can like be my own downfall. Because if I don't adhere to my own timeline, then I get frustrated with myself. Which is still silly because I can't control everything. So like, it's fine. If the timeline is not what I thought it would be. Right. Everything is going to happen at the right time and it's all good. Yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite quotes uh, about this topic is, it's a quote by John Steinbeck and it's, if it's right, it happens. The main thing is not to hurry. Nothing good gets away. Oh, I love that. I just got a little arm chill. Oh, love a good goosebump. (laughs) Is there anything about turning 30 that feels scary? Yes. Well, first of all, I feel like you, I mean, you already said it. I feel like in our 30s, things will probably change a lot. So that's a little mm-hmm. scary. But also just the idea that like, and this freaks me out every time I think about it, but I'm probably going to be a mom like kind of soon, which feels terrifying. Like, yeah, every time we think about anything that's like a couple years out, I don't know, just timing of like planning big trips or like, if yeah. our friends get engaged and then have weddings in like the next three years, I'm like, will I be pregnant? Will I not be pregnant? Like, right. Ooh. Do I need to factor this into my life? I mean, I'm not trying, I'm trying not to factor it in. I'm trying not to worry about it because like it, yeah. it's going to be what it is. It just is what it is. Yeah. Right. And I don't also don't want to put pressure on that timeline because we all know that never works out. But yeah. Yeah. Just the idea that like I'm going to be a mom. Wow. That's terrifying. Yeah. All right. Is there anything about your 30s that you're nervous about? Turning 40. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, 
I I hadn't really thought about this before, but when you said earlier, like things changing, mm-hmm. I think that scares me in that, like, I know relationships are going to change. Yeah. Because like, oh, people are really like settling into their families or people have kids or whatever. And those um, priorities change rightly so. But I think just the shifts in how things have to be in the new normal or whatever will be a little scary. I will say, though, that because I know that a lot of people get nervous about, like, their friends having kids and then, like, not wanting to hang out anymore. And I totally (laughs) get that. Like, that makes total sense. But I will say that I feel like I've already seen a shift from even my mid-20s in the way that I hang out with my friends. like. I used to love going out and like staying out late or like going dancing or whatever. And I actually actively miss those things. And I just don't feel like they happen. Even outside of COVID, I feel like I had just really slowed down on that because nobody was planning those types of activities anymore. Totally. And like that was, that's the same type of change that I anticipate when we start having kids. Yeah, definitely. And I think too, I tend to only think of things and like how other people are going to change. And not thinking like, oh, I'm probably going to change in the same ways or in similar ways. But it's just not the first thing that comes to my mind. Yeah, I get that. But I think all in all, yes, excited about this next decade. I also think, too, like being 31 now, I don't really feel 31 in the way that like I used to think 30 was old or 30 meant something that now that I'm here, I'm like, oh, I just, I don't know. I just feel like myself and... I also wonder, I can't tell if it's just because, you know, we're older and now we feel like 30 is not old, but, Mm -hmm. or if it's, or if it's that because people are getting married later and like having kids later that like 30 really does actually feel a lot younger than it used to. I can't really tell which is which, but yeah, that's a good thought though. Yeah. Like you said, young and spry, old and wise. The rest of my life motto. (laughs) All right. Is there anything that you're really looking forward to about your 30s? Yeah, absolutely. I look forward to having more money so I can actually like go do a lot of the things <laughs> that I probably would have loved to do in my 20s if I had had money to do it. Sure. I feel pretty confident I'm going to get married in my 30s. So I'm excited about that. Odds are in your favor. Um, yeah. Thanks so much for bringing up the Hunger Games. Appreciate that. We'll throw it back <laughs> to the last episode if you listen to it. Um, I might live in another country in my thirties. I might build a house in my thirties. I don't know. I feel like the possibilities are endless because I'm just in such a different place in my life than was ever possible in my twenties. That's so exciting. I also just admire your, your open-mindedness for like different avenues that you could explore because the idea of living in a different country right now seems very daunting to me. Especially in COVID times. <laughs> well, I mean, even outside of that, I just feel like I that like that that's not even on my radar. Yeah, Taylor and I talk about it pretty frequently, mm-hmm. and I think the last time we talked about it was a few weeks ago. And I think it's something that if we didn't do some version of that, I'm not totally sure what it would look like, and it could look like a lot of different things. But I might regret it. That might be something that I'm disappointed that didn't happen when I'm older. And so I feel pretty like gung ho about either living in another country or traveling for many months in other countries. And I don't know. That's great though, that you know that because that's important to act on. Yeah, definitely. 
All right. So I know we talked about subs fear of aging, but how do you feel about aging? I feel like my back stopped working properly when I was like 20. So <laughs> I feel just kind of like, uh, well, it's just downhill from here in the aging department. Oh, um, no. But I don't know. I don't think it's something that I think about a whole lot. I'm sure once I start getting like super wrinkly, I might worry. But in general, I don't think it's something I'm that concerned about. I also have a really old grandma who was like super active until she was like 90 something. So I think I have that in my like fallback in my mind that I'm like, I'm probably going to be kind of okay. So that's funny because I also have women in my family who get to be really old. And that stresses me out actually a little bit because I just would rather die at 85 when I'm like still, you know, able to get around and not, Mm -hmm. you know, bedridden or anything like that than live to be in my 90s or 100s and not able to do those things. I think that's really fair. And my grandma definitely wishes that she had died like a decade ago, which is really sad, but... (laughs) I'm glad she's still here, but she, uh, she just turned 103 last wow. week and you go, she told, I know she's amazing. She told my mom that she was going to live to be 109. But then when I talked to her, she, and I told her I was going to be home over the summer and I would get to see her. She was like, well, I hope I'm still alive then. And so okay. <laughs> she's sending some mixed messages wow. on, uh, how long she's going to continue to live, but. I will say, too, though, it's funny because I think about, you know, the state of older people in our society, and I feel like Mm -hmm. they're very bored and, like, maybe, obviously, lonely. I feel like it's just sad when, you know, a lot of your friends die or whatever. But in the era that we're raised in with all this technology, I feel like it's really hard to be bored now. So, like, maybe we're going to be really active old people that are, like, playing video games and listening to podcasts to fill our time. That's a really good point because we grew up with it. So it won't feel like such a foreign thing. Whereas for like the generation now that's old, they are like, what is the internet? How does this work? Mm -hmm. And so they don't have the access to so many things that we definitely do. Right. I also think there are like pretty high rates of undiagnosed depression in older people. That checks out. Because their symptoms can mirror like medical things that are going on. Mm-hmm. Um, or we so just that, dismiss it as like, Oh, they're just old. Yeah. Which is definitely. the worst. I know. So sad. Yeah. So hug your grandparents, but also get them some Zoloft. Yeah. Some I mean, that's another advantage that our generation has is we're all already cool with medication. So, you know, hopefully <laughs> everybody's we'll like, who cares? Lower rates of anxiety and depression by the time we're old people. Yeah. Yeah, and I know I know that I said that I wasn't, you know, afraid of aging. I'm mm-hmm. not. I'm kind of looking forward to being being again old and wise. But I will say that I have like a pretty clear idea of the type of grandma I want to be, and I think that if I'm not that type of grandma, I'll be sad. Can you describe your perfect grandma? I mean, I would like to have long gray hair and be eccentric, like Frankie on Grace and Frankie. Okay, that's, I haven't that's watched my that. Ideal. What? I know. <laughs> I'm really sorry. Oh, gosh. But I can imagine you with longer hair and being really eccentric. So that Great. makes me so happy. Yeah. I mean, she's a painter, so um, I could I could be into that. Yeah, you're just like, like a hobby. Truly, 
lean into your artistic side. Right. I really am just upset that you haven't seen it. I would say that that's probably in my top at least five favorite TV shows. Okay, well, is Friends in your top five favorite? It's definitely up there. I have to think about, like, what are my top five shows? Uh, Definitely Gilmore Girls, Grace and Frankie. Mm -hmm. Probably the crime shows. Yeah, probably. I mean, Friends is definitely up there. I also understand maybe not loving shows that are really popular. So if you hate it, that's fine. But because I know I don't think Brittany likes it. Um, Grace and Frankie? Yeah. Okay. I know my mom really likes it. I mean, it's just a really funny show about old people. And, like, I just love... You just love it. I lo- just love is it. it. Is the plot... Isn't it that, like, these two women who were, like, best friends, their husbands turn out to be gay and they've been, Together. like, in a relationship? Okay. For years. Okay. It's so funny. Yeah. Which is truly a great plot. It is. <laughs> so, Grace and Frankie would recommend, obviously. Okay. Okay. One thing that I wanted to talk through was... Your Saturn return. Have you ever heard of that? I've heard of it, but I don't know what it actually means. Okay. It's really timely that we just did the astrology episode because this is probably the one piece of astrology that I like actually actively care about. Okay. So your Saturn return, Saturn completes its orbit every 29 and a half years. So your Saturn return happens, you know, around 2930. And Saturn is the planet of, like, responsibility, and it's kind of like, your Saturn return is kind of like a shake-up to make sure you're headed in the right direction, and I think it gets a bad reputation because a lot of people are like, oh, it's really hard, or, like, you know, Saturn, like, shakes you out of all of these things that make you comfortable, which I think is true to some extent, but it's like, Mm -hmm. if you're headed in the wrong direction, your Saturn return is gonna maybe suck. Yeah. But, if you know, if you're on the right track, with your life trajectory or whatever, then like your sun returns a little gentler and your, the effects of it start a couple of years before it actually starts. And then it kind of tapers off over time. And so I was actually thinking about this in relation to both you and I, and I think that around the time that your Saturn return started or right before yours is when you went back to school. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. Well, I was being very responsible. Yeah, I mean, I think it was, it's just one of those things that like Saturn kind of makes you take stock of like what you really want to do with the rest of your life. And so I've heard this, I mean, this is anecdotal, but I've heard that like a lot of people tend to get divorced around the age of 30 or like change careers or whatever. Yeah. So it's just like a big shakeup, I think. That is very, very, very interesting. Can you tell when Taylor's was? He is a year younger than me. Is that right? Yeah. So he and I are right now. Like, our Saturn return started in December, and it will finish in March of 2023. But for me personally, I started feeling the effects several years before. So I I fully believe that, like, me quitting corporate was, like, a big part of my Saturn return. Yeah. I also think that a lot of the physical issues that I've had to address has been a direct reflection of the Saturn return because it was, like, Saturn hit Aquarius. And then I'm like, oh, shoot, I got to get my physical health in order because like that's going to be important for the long run yeah Ooh, this feels like some really spicy tea that you're spilling on this podcast and so anybody who i think it was i mean you have to look it up for you know if you want your specific dates but i think it's like between 91 and 94 uh your saturn is in aquarius which is what we're in right now so everybody that's around my age or a little younger is 
in their set of return. And you and Seb and Brittany and some other people that we know, they you guys finished in December. You're well, I had a lot of shakeups. Like, I moved across mm-hmm. the country. Yeah. I made a lot of big choices during my Saturn return. There you go. Wow. Thanks so much. Okay, so my Saturn is in the 12th house. So I was, like, doing a little research before this because I was, like, kind of aware of what that meant, but I wanted to look into it a little more. And I found this that said... Saturn in the 12th house is a placement that can indicate hard work and learnedness in the area of spirituality and metaphysics. It also points to the overcoming of various hardships related to captivity, bondage, and self-denial. It is a placement that teaches the individual to come to grips with their weaknesses and learn to conquer unconscious fears. People with this placement may have to grapple with subconscious desires and neuroses that are self-sabotaging. On the other hand, these individuals are also able to really apply themselves to make whatever dreams and ambitions they have come to fruition. Um, And then it says some of the key traits are fear of losing control, sense of responsibility to humanity, desire to teach and enlighten others, um, interest in transcendent wisdom, and strong faith. Are there any in there that you just listed that you're feeling like really strongly? I definitely feel like... I have very strong faith, which is not something I talk about a lot, but it's something that's important to me. I feel like I have a strong, pretty strong sense of responsibility to humanity. And yeah, I'm interested in transcendent wisdom. I feel like like these kind of esoteric topics mm-hmm. yeah, and sure. desire to teach and enlighten others. I super love, especially on topics like this, I love to like be like, hey, do you know about a set of return? This is really fun to learn about. You know? Yeah. So I'm excited about my Saturn return, actually. I know it might be hard, but I feel like I've already done a lot of heavy lifting, so. Yeah, now you're just going to have, like, fun changes. Let's hope so. Like the Anama. Oh, boy. (laughs) I mean, I'm excited about that. Yeah. No, I know. That'll be the fun stuff, but it'll be a big (laughs) shift in your life. (laughs) For sure. Also, I just wonder, like, obviously people shouldn't you know, plan their lifetime line around the Saturn return. But I just wonder if people like knew like, Hey, you're going to have maybe a little more change in this three year period. Would you know, would that help people? I think it definitely would because they would have something to point to, or they would be prepared in some way that things were going to shift and change, even if they didn't know how. Yeah. I feel like it's nice to be able to say like, it's okay that these things don't feel easy or it's okay that I feel like I'm being shaken up or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just nice to be able to have a name for things sometimes. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, that's my spiel on Saturn return. I love it. What would you say that you are most grateful for from your twenties? Um, I think probably the thing I'm most grateful for in my twenties is just like the amount of growth that happened. Like, there were a lot of hard years in my 20s, but I feel like I'm kind of reaping the benefits of it now because I had to go through so much processing and learning about myself that now I'm just better off. That's a great answer. What about you? I think from my 20s, I am honestly just really grateful for, like, I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun in my 20s. And I have no regrets. 
And except for that lower back tattoo. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know how against <laughs> tattoos I am. I would never get a tattoo. Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like a lot of good things happened in my 20s, especially meeting Seb and getting married. That was great. So yeah. I feel like I set myself up for success, which is great. Absolutely. All right. Well, if you have recently turned 30, if you're really nervous about turning 30, or if you turned 30 a long time ago, but have a lot of memories about it, we would love to hear your stories. You can email us at lightheartedpodcast at gmail.com. Or if you want to tell us how great getting old is, you can follow us and DM us at lightheartedpod on Instagram. Talk to you in two weeks. See ya.